do because nothing is consistent. I just want to throw in the towel and say, forget the mask because I don't know. Anybody here like fake news? You know, the only people I think who like fake news is the people who write it. When I was a kid, uh, and I think you've all seen this before, it's the National Enquirer. I, think, I thought they were the only people who could get away with fake news. Someone had two heads and somebody had a half alligator, half a person, right? And it was fake news and it was okay. Now it seems like everybody can write fake news and it's really hard to determine. You know, we want real news everywhere you go. Uh, if you're given medicine to take, you want to know what's really true about that. Uh, if you're learning history or school stuff, you want to know what's really true. And I always believed I was hearing the truth uh, about an example of John Smith and Pocahontas. Until I went to college and I heard something completely different. And then I started to realize, wait a second, how do I know what's really true? Even based on a historical fact, it's completely different. And I started to wise up a little bit that not everything that I was hearing was really true. Nobody wants to be duped. Nobody wants to be lied to. We just want the truth. And I don't know how to determine what the, the, the truth really is about COVID-19, but I can help you know today how to determine what's really true from what you are hearing from out of people's mouths that's related to Scripture. And I'm here to tell you that it is easier to determine what's true from a preacher or from somebody who's speaking to you something about God's Word than it is to know what's true about COVID-19. It's very, very simple. We're going to look at that today. So please hang with me as we get through that. Uh, the people of John's day were dealing with fake news. Uh, we looked at it before where there were people who were uh, leading the people astray out of the church. And it's a situation that they've had to deal with uh, for a long time. And John gives them the clue. He gives them the hint of what you need to know if you're going to know what is really true. So keep that in mind. Fake news. Let it run through your mind all day long as we, as we look at this message because we're going to look and see and determine what true news really is. Uh, but first, let's pray again and ask God's blessing. Father God, I thank you for the truth that you give us, that we know that, that what we have in your scripture is really true, that you give us the ability to determine if what we are hearing is true, whether it's just somebody spouting off their own opinion or what somebody saying scripture says. We have the ability to see for ourselves if what we're hearing is really true, and I thank you for that, God. And I just pray that you help us today to remember what these things are that we need to know in order to figure out what's really true. In Jesus' name, amen. So do you know what happens if you follow the wrong directions? Anybody know? You get to the wrong destination. If you are giving the map to a treasure and you follow these steps in order to get there, but it's not where the treasure is located, you are not going to get to the right place. So obviously we know and understand it is important to have the right directions. It is important to have the truth if we want to get to the same destination. Uh, you think about people who make cookies. They don't follow the directions. You don't get a cookie that's supposed to taste like the picture shows. Uh, the same with doing a math problem. The teacher shows you how to do it. You don't follow the directions. You don't end up with the correct answer. The same thing is true with Scripture. If you don't follow what Scripture really says, you're going to get to the wrong destination. That's why it's important that you know how to determine what is really true. I'm going to read our six verses for today. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. This gives you all the answers that I'm going to share with you today. It says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. 
This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. I hope that as you heard that, you're able to kind of pick out, I think I know what the answer is in order to determine if what Josh is saying is really true or if it's really not. So first of all, verse 1, we see the command that we are supposed to test the spirit. And when he's talking about spirit, the first thing that comes to my mind of a spirit is some invisible thing flying through the air like a ghost that I cannot see that does things and it causes problems. And I think the world probably thinks of a spirit as that sort of spirit. But what John is talking about is not some kind of spirit that's floating through the air, that's causing problems, that's doing good or bad things. But in this case, it has to do with those who claim to be led by the Spirit or under the Spirit's influence. And lots of people can say that. The Spirit made me do this. The devil made me do that. You don't really know because you can't see it. All you can do is to do what we're going to look at to determine if they are being led by the Spirit of God or they're being led by something else. But first of all, I just want to point out, it is your job to test the Spirit. Your, your job, when somebody's giving you God's word, it's your job to test and see if what they're saying is really true. Because if they're telling you something wrong, you're going the wrong direction. In that day, they had false spirits. Uh, even before, even, you go back to the Old Testament, there were people who were trying to tell, uh, trying to lead people astray, and, and God gave them, in Deuteronomy chapter 13, God gave them this is how you know. This is what you do based off of that. I'm not going to go that far today. I'm just going to go back to Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, and find out that in the time of Jesus, there were false teachers. It says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. They look good on the outside. So obviously by looking at somebody, you usually cannot tell whether or not they are going to tell you the truth. A lot of people who lie do really, really well. They, they just have that charisma, that personality that draws and sucks people in. If I was to go lie to people, I don't think that would work real well. I don't have that kind of personality. But I know people who do, and they just, they take people over. They take over, uh, they change people's mindset because they just have that kind of personality. So it's not obviously by just looking at them that you determine if it's really true. But they had false prophets back then. And they had false prophets during that day. Uh, if we lay, read 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 and 19, it says, Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us, for if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. So to shorten that up, you could say that these people were a part of the church, and they followed the false prophets and they left the church, which means there were false prophets, false teachers that were leading the people astray. It was something in 2 John, the second letter John's writing, you find the same thing that's still happening. 
Second John verse 7. It says, Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the Antichrist. So even after John wrote this, they're still having to deal with false prophets. And there are still more, more false prophets that are described future in the Bible. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1, it says, The Spirit clearly says that in the last time, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. Spirits that, uh, of people who are following false teaching and trying to lead other people astray. And they're going to teach them things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. This is something that has been there from eternity past, and something that they were dealing with at that day, and something that's going to continue. When the Antichrist comes, there's going to be false spirits, there's going to be false miracles. People who are going to hear things and say, okay, I'm going to follow that, because they did not test the spirit. They, they took hook, line, and sinker because somebody said it, it must be true. And that's going to be a shame, because that's going to affect their eternity. You know, we have false teachers today. We have false religions, false prophets, uh, ones that we might come in contact with, I mean, because there are numerous examples, uh, Mormons, false, false teachers. Uh, and we're going to look at, there's a lot of similarities between what do they believe versus what we believe. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. And, and I've had, in Davenport, we used to have Mormons stop by our house all the time. I had a Jehovah's Witness stop here one time, and I was thinking, don't you realize where I'm, who I am? Uh, it was a short conversation, and um, the guy was really asking questions. He really wanted to know what was really true, and I appreciated that. I got his email address, and I sent him some information. It's the last that I heard from him. Uh, but that, that might happen to you. Uh, uh, or even Muslims. There's the Mus there are Muslim people around in, within a couple of states that you might come in contact with. And when somebody starts to share God's word from us, we don't just believe it just because somebody says, this is what the Bible says. We need to test the spirit. We need to test what are you saying about certain things in order to determine if what they're saying is really true. So we are called to test the spirit. How do we test the spirit? Uh, we'll look at a couple ways. Verse 2 and 3. If we're in the right place, chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. It says, this is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. So the first thing you can do is to ask him, what do you, who do you think Jesus is? Somebody comes to your door, Jehovah's Witness, Mormon, or, or just somebody that is religious in some sort of way, starts spouting to you God's word, say, wait a second, who is Jesus? Because that's going to make the big difference as to what they're saying is really true. Because the, the cult, the, the, uh, the false prophet, is not going to say the same thing about Jesus that we teach in what, from what the Bible says. And so that's a very big question. We're asking them, do you believe Jesus came in the flesh? Uh, Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Now, first of all, people will accept Jesus was a man. I mean, history shows it. You can look up in Josephus. You can look up in... Uh, a lot of Jewish history, and find out that there was this man named Jesus who lived. And he was a man who died on a cross, and even some claim that they have, the Jewish people claim that he rose again, which we know from Scripture is really true. But if you're looking for a secular source, Josephus is one of those guys who says, this is what happened. 
So it can help back up and prove the, the resurrection of Jesus aside from what Scripture says. You just might have to do a little research. If you want, I have the book of Josephus upstairs that you can borrow. It's, it's not real exciting to read, but it has some important information like that. But a lot of people will accept, yep, Jesus was a man. A lot of false religions will say, yeah, I believe Jesus was on this earth, but they don't believe the right thing. What they need to understand, what they need to admit, what they need to believe is that Jesus was the Christ. Christ means anointed one or Messiah, meaning Jesus was the Savior of the world. And all of a sudden, if you mention that about Jesus to people, they're going, wait a second, I believe Jesus existed, but I don't know if I believe that Jesus is God's son. I don't know if I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sins. And that's a huge red flag if somebody is claiming to give you scripture but will not admit that. And just so you know, this isn't just about figuring out who a false teacher is. Because not many of us have somebody who walks up to us and starts spouting to us God's word. These are, these are good uh, tests in order to kind of figure out who is a Christian. Because a lot of people in America, are you going to look at surveys and like 60% or 80% or everybody at school says I'm a Christian. Well, what is it that makes them a Christian? Who do you say Jesus is? Well, I didn't know anything about Jesus to be a Christian. I'm just a Christian. And if they can't answer to you who Jesus is, they are not a Christian. That is wrapped around. It's got to be centered. It's got to be Jesus if, in fact, they are a Christian. We're going to look at a few verses that kind of prove that Jesus is God's son. I'm way behind on my slideshow. Um, first one, Isaiah 9, 6. It says, for to us, a child is born. This is Jesus being God in the flesh coming down to this earth. Uh, for us, for to us, a child is born. Sounds like just a baby. Yep, we are all babies, expecting babies, whatever. But it says, uh, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. This baby that was born, this is Jesus, wasn't just another baby who was born. As a man, he was the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. John chapter 1. A few verses here that are, are going to be kind of familiar to you. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. It says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So this Word is a person. He was with God, and He was God. Verse 14 says, The Word became flesh. This Word that was God became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Who was that? Jesus, Jesus is God. It says, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And verse 18 says, no one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. This is Jesus. He wasn't just a man. He was God come down in the flesh. If your friends will admit Jesus was God come down in the flesh, died on the cross to take the punishment for your sins, you have a good start to know that I can trust this person if what they're saying is really true, if, in fact, they really are a Christian. But if they can't get past the point of who Jesus is, nothing else matters about what they say, about whether or not they're a Christian or whether or not they believe uh, anything about what the Bible says. Here's what, the, what I have... Okay, let me back up. <laughs> you know, why does it matter if this is true or not? Why does it matter if Jesus was a man or not? If, if Jesus was a man come down to this earth or not. Well, first of all, if Jesus wasn't God come down to the in the flesh, then that makes God out to be a liar. 
John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If Jesus did not come down to this earth as a man, he could not die on the cross to take your punishment for your sins. That makes God a liar. And if you can't trust that, how do you trust anything else that God says? If it matters because if, God is, if, if Jesus didn't, didn't come down to this earth, it puts you and me in a very hopeless situation. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took my sin so that he could take my punishment so that I can have the righteousness of God added to my life. And if Jesus didn't do that, then I'm in a hopeless situation because I'm not good enough to get to heaven. I'm not even close to being good enough to get to heaven. I'm just sunk. I'm lost if, in fact, Jesus did not come down to this earth as a man. And it makes God unknown to us. How do we know who God is? How do we know what God is like? First uh, John chapter 4, or 1 verse, I'm sorry, I'm sure that's supposed to be 418. It says, No, that's not right. I know I've already read it. Oh, maybe it's, let's see. Well, anyway. <laughs> okay. Is, is it 118? 1 John 1.8. Oh, you're right. Thank you. That is absolutely right. You would get a golden sticker if we did that sort of thing. First, or just John chapter 118 tells us the answer. It tells us how we know who God is. It says, God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. Jesus coming down to this earth is showing us that God is real. It's showing us what God is really like. And if Jesus never came down to this earth, we would have no idea who God is or who God was. This is what the Mormons teach us uh, about who Jesus is. Jesus is a separate God from the Father. Jesus had a father and a mother in heaven. Um, it says that, through the research I found, it says his death doesn't prove the payment for all sins. Jesus paid for some of y'all's sins, but Jesus didn't pay for all the sins. Good works are necessary for salvation along with faith. In order to be saved, you've got to do good works as well as have Jesus as your Savior. But there is no salvation without accepting Joseph Smith as a prophet. That's not the same thing as what our scriptures teach us about who God is and about what we need to do to have salvation. The Jehovah's Witnesses, Jesus is not God. If somebody is telling you, Jehovah's Witnesses is telling you, Jesus is not God, Jesus was just a Mark, uh, Michael the Archangel, uh, the world was created through Jesus, but he died on a stake and he's not returning. Okay, so that's what they're teaching about who Jesus is. A Muslim say that Jesus was a prophet of God. Jesus is neither God nor the Son of God. He was a good guy. He, he was a teacher. He was a servant. He loved God's word. But um, he, he never even died. He escaped death by going up to heaven. Like, I think he maybe just said, I don't want to do that. Or he was good enough, and God just says, you don't have to do that. But what you hear is that that is absolutely not the truth. That's why it's important for you to know what the truth really is, to check out what the scriptures really say. So the first thing, 
is to ask people, who is Jesus? The second thing is to look for the fruit that they bear. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 and 16, this is what Jesus says. Watch out for false prophets, false teachers. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. By their fruit you will recognize them. Then in verse 20, again, it says, by their fruit you will recognize them. False teachers, and these don't have to be in order, because you might hear somebody who's running through town or somebody who claims to be a Christian at school. You don't have to walk up to them right off the bat and say, tell me about Jesus. You can try this first. Just do the second test. Just watch them. See if what they're saying and their actions are lining up. Now, obviously, that's not going to be 100% perfect. My, my family knows that I am not 100% perfect, and many of you probably recognize that as well, that I am not 100% perfect. But in general, the idea is that what I'm saying is lining up with my actions. So that's a second test. A third test, and this is one that I, I really encourage and I have encouraged a lot of times, is to check out what they are saying. Check it out. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22. Test everything. Hold on to what is good. Don't, don't believe it just because somebody said it. Maybe you can do that about you're, going, you're getting your car fixed at the mechanic shop, I'm the world's worst mechanic, I take it. They say I need to do it. I don't ask them questions. I don't try to do all this research. I say, okay, do it, because you obviously know at the dentist it's the same thing. I have no idea what's going on, what my teeth done, need to be done, and I can do that. But when it comes to what you're hearing in God's word, don't just believe it because somebody is telling you. Check it out for yourselves. As, as Paul says in Acts 17, verse 11 and 12, uh, examine the scriptures. That's what the people did. They examined the scriptures every day to see if what they were hearing was really true. Now you might say, you know what, Josh? I don't. I listen to people that I trust, like Dr. David Jeremiah. I'm not going to call him up and ask him for his testimony about Jesus, or even you, Josh. I'm not even going to ask you. I'm not going to check it out because you've been up here for almost four years telling me what the Bible says. Well, I'll let you know something. You know, David Jeremiah didn't start out going from a nobody to all of a sudden being on the radio. At some point, somebody had to test out what he believed and what he was saying was really true, and they determined this guy is reliable. Uh, when I came here the first time, you know what you guys wanted from me? You guys wanted my doctrinal statement. You wanted to know what did I believe and what are the verses to back it up. And so you people here did their due diligence to determine if I was worthwhile to come. So at some point, you have to check it out, what you're hearing. Whether it's a pastor, whether it's somebody on the radio, you don't just take it because somebody puts them on there. You check out what, if what they're saying is really true. So third thing is the spirit that we choose to listen to. There's two different choices. You have the, the right spirit, and you have the, the, the false spirit, and the direction that you go is, is where you're going to end up. If you follow the spirit of truth, you're going to make it to heaven. If you don't follow the spirit of truth, you're going to hell. There's only those two options. So that's why it's important that you choose which one that you are going to follow. 1 John chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. It says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth 
and the spirit of falsehood. I'm going to leave this next. Can you guys see that okay? Because it is very tiny here, and I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so I'm going to leave that up there for the rest of the message, and it kind of compares and contrasts the two sides, and we're going to look at them as we go through this. Uh, the first one, but the first option is following the spirit of the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is anybody who is against Christ or an adversary of Christ. Matthew 12, 30 says, you are either for Jesus or you are against Jesus. There is one side of the fence or the other. There is no middle ground where you can be just fine. You have to pick a side. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. A lot of people are trying to do nice things and good things, and they think that they're believing God and do what he wants because they're doing these things. But well, good intentions don't get you to heaven. Uh, people who are being helpful and trying to love each other, if it's not accompanied by Jesus Christ, it means absolutely nothing. So following the wrong spirit is following the spirit of the Antichrist. That person does not acknowledge Jesus is coming in the flesh. Your best friend at school who says, I'm a Christian, that guy on the radio, the guy who drives through town and wants to come into a church and start speaking something about God's word, uh, if they don't acknowledge who Jesus is, they, have this, they are following the spirit of the Antichrist. Not some little guy with the horns and they, they can see, but they're following something that is against Christ. Because if you're not following Christ, you are following the Antichrist, which we looked at just for a few minutes. But I want to ask you a question. Who are you following? Can you admit or will you admit that you are following Jesus? Or, or, or who do you say Jesus is? Do you say, like the world, Jesus was just a good teacher? Yeah, Jesus existed because my history book told me Jesus existed. Or do you say, you know what? Jesus is God's son who died on the cross to pay for my sins to give me eternal life. Who do you say Jesus is? Following the spirit of the Antichrist is following to the world and listening to what the world says. Uh, here's some kinds of things that the world says. The world says all religions lead to heaven. And if you follow that mentality, you are following the, the spirit of the Antichrist. You are following what the world says, and that's what you are believing. Because all roads do not lead to heaven. You would be, uh, another thing they might say is that everyone goes to heaven. We're all God's children. Everybody gets there. Uh, maybe just different levels of heaven or different times, but we all get to go. Uh, and there's a lot of people who want to believe that. I want to believe that. I want to believe that the worst person out there goes to heaven. Because hell is that bad that I don't want anybody to go there. But that's not what the Bible teaches, teaches us. The world says that you can be good enough to go to heaven. My goods outweigh my bad. I want to believe that too because I want to feel like I'm a fairly good person. That if they were weighed on a scale that my good would outweigh my bad. But that's not what scripture says. The world might say, you know what, there's no heaven or hell. The world might say that there are different, a different religion entirely is how I get to heaven. And if you're going to follow any of that, you're not going to be following the right way that says Jesus is the only way to heaven. And the world that follows that, that follows the Antichrist, is following a false spirit. They're following the map to the wrong destination. They might follow it better than I follow a map. They might be more committed to that than we are to our Christian faith, but they're still going to end up in the wrong place. Option two is following the Spirit of God. Those who follow the Spirit of God acknowledge Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. Not just that Jesus was a good man, lived on this earth and died, and he was a good teacher, 
but Jesus Christ was the Messiah who came down to this earth that died on the cross to pay for your sins so that you could have eternal life. If you believe that, if you can say that, you are following the Spirit of God. And I, like, I will publicly admit that. I want you guys to know, I want you to test me based off of what I'm saying, that I am following the Spirit of God. Because if I'm not, I'm going to lead you astray. If you're not paying attention, you're going to go wherever I lead you. So I want to show you and let you know, I admit, Jesus is God's Son. He came down to this earth who died on the cross to pay for my sins so that I can have eternal life. That is who Jesus is. That is who I'm admitting. Those who follow the Spirit of God follow God's viewpoint and listen to it. They hear it. They read it. They obey it as a general rule. Obviously, not 100%. You know, having another little kiddo in the house is one more proof in people's lives that I'm not perfect. Because my family sees the worst of me. You guys would have no idea how, how honored I could be, especially to my wife and my older son, and sometimes Caleb. Not, you know, that's it. Even the dog gets it. But as a general rule, that's what we're supposed to do, is to hear God's word, apply it, and try to put it into practice. And I've been here for almost four years, and I hope that as you look at my life, you say, you know what, Josh is not perfect, but Josh is a guy who tries to practice what he preaches. Josh is a guy who, who tries to give us the truth, and he tries to live out his life every which way that there is to do it. I hope that you test me and say, yes, Josh passes check two on that test. Uh, and the spirit that, uh, following the spirit of God is following the true spirit, the right map, so to speak, uh, the spirit that, or the, the, the option that's going to get you to heaven. Because there are two options. There's the following the Antichrist, the world's way, the wide way to heaven. I mean, the wide path that a lot of people think, I'm going to go that way. Everybody's doing it. And you have this short little narrow path that most people don't want to do. But wrong destinations, two different ways. If, you're, if you are following the Spirit of God, then you are following the right option. So when it comes to uh, fake news, there's a lot of it out there. I mean, you, you can find it in every area of life. I mean, I'm sure you could find it in how, many, how, much you ha how often you have to change the oil in your car. You can find it on how to put on makeup. You can find it on how to do math 2 plus 2 equals 5, right? You can find fake news everywhere because that's just the way it is. I want to go over here over real quickly how to determine what is true from what someone is teaching you about God's word and what is false. It's actually on the back of your bulletin, so hopefully uh, you guys do a really good job of taking your bulletins home. I don't know what you do with them when you get there, but if you happen to take them home, look at it during the week and make sure that you remember these, these things when you're we're trying to determine who is giving you true news and which, who's giving you fake news. First is ask the person, who do you say Jesus is? Because that is the biggest, most important thing that everything comes down to is who is Jesus. Uh, you watch the person. See what kind of fruit they produce. Someone new at school says, I'm a Christian, just watch them for a while. See if, what they're, if their walk and their talk are kind of matching up. Or you get a new uh, guy at work, a new co-employee or whatever, or co-worker, watch them. Uh, when someone's spouting off to you something from what the Bible says, whatever version, check it out. See if, what's really, if what they're saying is really true. Even on the radio, if you get a chance to, to go home and check it out, check it out to see if it's really true. 
and, and then and pray for God's help to know, to determine what is fake news. Because there's a lot of convincing fake news out there, and, and it's tough to determine at times what's really true. But if you, can, if you can answer those three questions, who do you say Jesus is, the person's walk is mac- matching up with their talk, and what they're saying is really true from what the Bible says, you know this is somebody that I can listen to. It's someone that the, the people of that day struggled with. Because guess what they didn't have? They did not have a New Testament. They did not have Google. They couldn't run home and check this out. All they could do was to hear from what one person passed on to them from what somebody else said, and they had to be able to determine. And, and finding out who Jesus was was the answer that John gave for them to follow. There's a lot of fake news out there. There's, there's a lot of truth out there, and sometimes it's hard to determine. God didn't tell us how to answer COVID-19's what's true or not. He just told us what was true from God's word. And I want to encourage you to check it out. Check out what someone's saying is from Scripture. Check out to make sure that their walk matches up with their talk and make sure that they know who Jesus is. If you're here and you're following the true news of Jesus Christ as, as your personal Savior, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful for that. And when somebody asks you who Jesus is, I hope that you are bold and say, this is who Jesus is. Because sometimes uh, acknowledging who Jesus is comes when Sharon says, Josh, who's Jesus? And I can tell her. But sometimes it involves me saying, hey, Sharon, guess who Jesus is? I'm letting her know just the same. So if you are a true believer in Jesus, you have that true news. Make sure that you are living it out and that you are sharing it. But if you're hearing something about this as, you know what, I've been following that fake news. I haven't really been believing in Jesus. I haven't been, um, I've been liking this idea that everybody just goes there um, or, or all road leads to heaven or, every, or anything like that, then you haven't been following the true news. I want to encourage you to check it out. Uh, we, we looked a little bit at what Scripture says. Uh, I've tried to explain it, uh, but I'd like to talk to you about it. If you have any questions about what's really true from what you've heard and what's not, even if it comes to a different religion, I might have to do some homework but I want to help you determine what truth really is. So after we pray, when I go to the back and shake your hands, just let's, let's have a little conversation about it and discuss what fake news that you've been believing and see what true news, true news is that you need to believe instead. Let's pray. Father God, I do thank you for your word. I thank you that it's clear and accurate and it's true. I thank you, God, that if we follow it, it will lead us to the right destination to heaven, that we're not relying on our own good works, that we're not relying on a different belief, but God, we're only relying on you for salvation. God, I pray that everybody in here understands that your word is true. Even if we don't like it, God, we understand that it's true. And if anybody here is struggling to believe that, I just pray that you would help them to talk to me or to talk to somebody else to figure out what real truth is so that they can be confident in what they believe and what they're living by. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.